Well, so you see, we had a little bit of a segment at the end of our first episode called Take a Gander. And the plan was to talk about the songs we suggested to each other for like five to ten minutes. And we ended up going for like an hour. Uh, just went too long. <laughs> you know, it did. as things go. But it was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. And we didn't want to just like cut all of it out. So we decided to do an extra episode for you guys. Uh, a bit of fair warning. Towards the end, the conversation we have does get a bit heavy. Uh, we talk about some yes. topics that um, hit close to home to us and to some people. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we we just get into some parts about depression and other things, but we want you to know that if you are experiencing any sort of depression or you have feelings of harming yourself or others, there is help available. I want you to reach out, dial 1-800-273-8255. There's help. You don't have to be alone in this. And while we talk about things that hit close to home to us, we want you to know that we care about you. Yeah, we do. We, I mean, it's definitely, um, it's definitely from the heart when we say that we love you guys. We appreciate you all listening. And we want uh, everyone to take care of themselves and take care of others and get through this life together. Because at the end of the day, we're all human and we're all in it uh, as one. But uh, without further ado, enjoy the show. So last time we talked about uh, some music um, that we wanted the other person to listen to. I wanted you to listen to three songs. You gave me three songs that you wanted to listen to. The songs are important to us, to each of us in some way, um, shape or form. And I thought it'd be cool to just give the songs to each other and then guess what the other person, uh, why why the other person thought they were important. Uh, the gift of music in this take of Gander. The gift of music. So this is the official first segment of follow-up to take a Gander. All right. So you want to go first? You want to take take a Gander at my songs? Yeah, yeah. Um, let, we can go back and forth. Okay. There's there's three of them. We can go back and forth. That sounds good. Uh, so a little bit of a refresher. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you pick three songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go out of order from the way that you gave them to Perfect. me. Perfect. Um, so the one that, I guess if you listen to our last show, which if you haven't, go back and listen to it, uh, was Legend of Korra End Credit. Yes. So one, I could not find the Red Life version. There were a lot of other versions, but when I searched Red Life, uh, apparently they have gotten very religious and all of their music is like Christian rock and stuff now. Well, you, so you I, searched I the wrong thing. That's the issue. My... Well, you know, I, if I, if you remember, I told you specifically to uh, to YouTube search on YouTube, uh, relaxing avatar music, an hour mix. I told you the channel was yeah, Red Life. There was a uh, yeah, but I went to the channel of Red Life. That's what I'm telling you. Like I, I went to YouTube's Red Life channel, and it's all like Christian stuff right now. And there were quite a bit of songs out there, huh. but I ended up listening to Weird. the. Just straight up end credits of the Legend of Korra. That works. Um, yeah, so 
This was a tough one because it's 30 seconds. It's obviously Asian-inspired music, mm -hmm. uh, which I enjoy. I actually have in my office, I have an Asian-inspired area in my office with Asian-inspired board games, uh, some jade chopsticks that my brother picked up when he was stationed in Korea, some... Uh, Japanese, I forget, I think they're called like Shishu dogs or something like that, but they, uh, to my understanding, they ward off evil spirits from Japan when a brother-in-law was stationed out in Japan. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's just a cool little area. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really love Asian culture. Even some of my tattoos are Asian-themed. I liked the song, but I struggled to understand the significance to you specifically mm -hmm. And mainly because I, I just kept thinking as I was listening to it, is it a contextual thing based on the show? Because I've never seen the show. I've watched The Last Airbender, mm -hmm. the movie, which we won't talk about, but the entire movie? Nickelodeon. Movie? That movie doesn't exist. The last. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I did. You know, I, I went with my kids and we watched all of Nickelodeon's The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. I just never, as they grew up, I just never went back and watched The Legend of Korra. Yeah. So I don't have any context to that other than just listening to Asian-themed music. Okay. Uh, so while I enjoyed it, I don't understand the significance that it has for you. So I'm wondering, is it is it a contextual-based significance? I would say yes. Uh, okay. Definitely a yes. Um, so, I mean, we could talk for hours about Avatar because I love Avatar. Um, the Airbit, last Airbender was, I remember watching it for the first time three-ish years ago uh just i wow. i just completely missed it um i think it, i was just i think it aired after just after i was like the target audience age um so i was just a little bit too old for it and then i just never went back to watch it i heard great things about it um and i finally went back and watched it and i loved it i fell in love with the world i fell in love with the characters the music the the action the magic system all of that i fell in love with the whole thing uh and then I was like, all right, well, there's this Legend of Korra. I'm going to watch it. And I couldn't even get through the first season. I was like, ugh, just ugh. And I'm sure like a lot of the uh, Last Airbender fans are probably going to understand that. But the thing, with, <laughs> the thing with the two shows, I've actually talked at length with um, another friend about this. The thing with the two shows, and like it's a, it's a precedent set in-universe, is that when one avatar reincarnates into another avatar, which is that if you don't know what the show's about, just go look it up. I do. Well, I mean, if you're listening I I, and you I, don't know. Because oh. we're talking to people right now. Oops, I peaked way hard just That's then. That's true. Yes. Because everybody's sitting at our table. I forget this. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know what the show's about, it's essentially um, every generation there's um, a like holy kind of uh, figure that is born that can master all four elements and bend them to their will. And each uh, time that uh, Avatar dies they are reincarnated and reborn into another nation and each nation has one element kind of um uh signified like as their main element so there's like the fire nation the water tribes the earth kingdom etc etc so anyways um in universe they've like explicitly stated that from avatar to avatar they're often born completely opposite from one another um like you're you're very rarely to have an avatar two avatars in a row in the cycle to be like super similar. And so that's a problem that a lot of people had is I don't think they quite understood that and took that to heart when Korra came out because Korra as an mm. avatar, as a character is just so com is the complete opposite uh, of Aang, the avatar in the last airbender. 
So that threw me off, but I eventually ended up going back and I rewatched it. Uh, and this may be sacrilege, but I actually enjoy the show more than the Air- last airbender just because oh, wow. I identify with Cora as a character so much more. Um, I mean, she's closer in age to I am, uh, a lot of the same struggles that she goes through, uh, identify a little bit more with, um, so the the song itself why it's so important to me is it's the end credits and there's so many powerful moments that the show ends on either as an episode or season or even the series finale and that song just it just hits me with that wave of like oh shit that's what that happened remember when that happened and so it is a contextual thing so i definitely cheated um (laughs) i thought maybe you would like cheating i don't know i thought maybe you would like look it up or something like you know because well, if I mean, you looked up... I, I watched a couple of clips. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I was dead on there then. I, I really thought that it was definitely a contextual thing. Uh, but what's funny is you, you said how it sort of ends on that note. It reminds me of the show West Wing. I don't know if you've seen that or not by Aaron Sorkin. But no. that was one of my biggest complaints about West Wing was no matter how dramatic the end of the show was, the end credit music was so jolly that it just for like three seconds you're you're just stuck like oh my god what just happened then this music came on shut the hell up Mm -hmm. it just really irritated me so i could see how in a lot of dramatic settings that music would just sort of flow out yeah Uh, so yeah yeah that was awesome yeah yeah it was good i i enjoyed it and i like i said i love asian music and asian inspired things so now after listening to you, I might have to go back and actually watch The Legend of Korra. I'd be interested to see how you feel about it because you, you're also you're old, so <laughs> you might identify <laughs> less with some of the struggle. Because I mean, they're teenagers, so they have like you know the whole love triangle yeah. shit that goes on, and it's you know it is what it is. Well, if you can suffer through that uh, portion, you may not know this. You may not know this, but old people were once young people. So, Are you sure? Because I watched a TV show once um, where that wasn't the case. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. That's a deep cut. All right. I'll have to explain that sometime. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you want me? Uh, I'll go. I'll go one of your songs then. Yeah. I'm going to go in the order that you gave them to me, because I attribute okay. significance to that. <laughs> okay. um, so the first song, "Stay" by Abraham Alexander. Uh, Singer-songwriter, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of that sound. Remind me a lot of mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Bell. Have you ever heard of him? No. Definitely look him up. Writing it down now. His um, album Black Bear is amazing, and then he has an unplugged version of it. Really good. But anyways, this is not about my music. It's about your music. So <laughs> uh, just a brief read-through of the the lyrics, because I attribute a lot of uh, importance to lyrics. I'm a writer, so it makes sense. Um, even though that's not to say the lyrics are the best part of that song. Um, I like the whole thing. I thought it was actually really good and I probably will add it to my thumbs up list. Uh, if I remember to, um, I was getting, um, like on the cusp of kind of nostalgia feel with it. Uh, so I don't know if maybe like it has to do with your family back home on, can I tell, can I say where you're like a brief, yeah, that's you're from the East coast. So, and you live currently, halfway across the country from that. So you maybe miss them and maybe that reminds you of them. Uh, I don't know. That's the closest thing I can think of. Cause I know in the past you've mentioned, you know, sometimes you miss your family and you know, your mom and all those people. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're definitely onto something with that. 
there is a lyric specific. I'm actually looking up the lyric because I, I can't remember for the life of me what the the actual lyric is. It's been so long since I've listened to it. Oh, yeah? It's uh, a really important song to you, huh? So, well, I Can mean, I guess? It, it is. I enjoy the song. Can I guess which lyric it is? Because I actually um, haven't pulled it up right now. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, oh, gosh. Now I don't know. Um, do, 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 do. I think, is it, and tell me if I go too far, would I become the lonesome lone star? Yeah, it's that. It's it's probably more the chorus, I think, that hits me the hardest. Is So in the course of the song, I wonder if I stay, mm-hmm. would I ever see home again? I wonder if I stay. Now would that be my journey's end? So uh, without getting too much into this, eventually in the podcast, I'll probably talk a little bit more about sort of how I traveled and lived sort of a gypsy life. So because of that, mm-hmm. I think that's where that song really resonates with me because I've I've landed in a couple of different cities far from home and not really knowing anybody or knowing what I was going to do with my life, knowing what my plan or my purpose was in that space. And I feel like Abraham Alexander during this song is really talking to me specifically about that, where it's this this dichotomy of, I want to be here, but if I stay here, is this it? Do I, Will I ever go home again? Am mm-hmm. I ever going to see my family again? Is there something else out there? Uh, there is there is kind of a really deep, deep conversation that we can have oh, yeah. about where I ended up in my life and the reasons and how music kind of kept me in certain places and the choices that I made throughout my younger life. As I got older, obviously, I, I became a little more stationary. Right. But it, for about, eh, about three or four years of my life, I was pretty migrant. So that that song really resonates deeply with that feeling and that emotion. And now, you know, I'm older. I'm 41. Uh, so now, when I look back, I think to myself, you know, I I've made friends and I've made connections here in Missouri, and I I love it here. It, it's quieter, but I do miss my family. And then sometimes I just kind of get that wanderlust, like maybe I want to. I'm ready to pick up and go see something new again. Right. I don't know. Well, so come yeah, out here it, to the West it, Coast, it really baby. encompasses. <laughs> I've thought about it. I'm telling you, sometimes I think about it. Like, I just, we'll see where this journey takes me, I guess. Yeah, well, also, don't do it now, because yeah. they just ordered, they issued a stay-at-home yeah. order. Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> well, pandemic. Pandemic. That's still. Yeah, yeah, okay, I could so see it, though. I could, then, see, I could see the okay. the migrant in you, as you say, the nomad. But it's such a beautiful song. It really is. I like it. Just, yeah. Very talented. So, the next one... The next one I want to talk about... Hit me with it. ...is the ICU by... Is it Missio? I assume so. Okay. Um, so this one was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I listened to it first, just the song. And then I listened to it again and kind of read through the lyrics while I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. Then I watched the video. Because I know you're a video oh, guy. Oh, so okay. You know, I, I know that you listen to music, but I also know that you definitely watch YouTube and you're looking at videos. So you're very correct I on figured, that. I you know, okay, so I, I assumed that this wasn't just the music. It was also the video production of what was going on. Okay. Um, one, dig this song. Like, really dig this song. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. It's just, it's, yeah, it's a cool vibe. I, I don't know how this band ever 
you know, went under my radar, but I'm definitely, I mean, they're, I'll be listening to more of them. Right. Um, the video is fucking weird. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's so, have you seen the video? Um, so uh, while you're absolutely correct, I, I love watching YouTube videos, especially music videos. I, I never watched the video for that. Oh man, you should. So, so the video is set up and they're basically, I, I, from what I can gather, they look like Sasquatches or like <laughs> some sort of monster or something. But then they're wearing these big like tiki masks. Oh dear lord! And it's so. <laughs> there's a part where the guy's just sitting there with his big tiki mask, mm-hmm. watching people play and have fun. And then there's these two. My guess is they're band members across the way, just sort of creepily staring at him in the woods. Right. And then, <laughs> then he gets up. And he starts dancing in front of the people, and he's like, he's trying to get them to see him. Right. Because that's, I mean, realistically, that's what the song is about. <laughs> no. The song is about, you know, it's the difference between, it's it's a couple or, you know, looking at somebody who feels lost, who feels like people just don't see them for who they really are, right. not quite certain whether or not they're they're getting their, their true image out there, which I think is a problem with. A lot of kids nowadays, especially with social media, I think mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough for people to see you for who you really are because we're always putting out that that false foot. And it's such a shame, uh, this facade uh, in for us. Right. And it, all of a sudden, this guy gets up and he stands there and he's trying to talk to these people as they're doing stuff. And none of them seem to see him at all. The whole time, they're singing in the background, I see you. <laughs> and then he just starts dancing so weirdly. I'm trying to... I'm fast-forwarding through the happen. video. Oh, they're playing Frisbee at one point? Yeah, it's it's towards the end right there when they're playing Frisbee. You'll see him just sort of sitting there sadly. <laughs> yeah, I see uh, it. But that's but that's what I, what I was thinking about with this is that you like the creative outlook. And in a way... Your creative outlet, the the creative outlet, mm-hmm. and in a way, I believe that people that are very creative do that because they want to be heard or they want to be seen. So I think mm-hmm. that this song resonates with you uh, on two levels. One, I think it resonates with you personally about uh, wanting the world to see you for who you are, right? And hoping that somebody can see you. But then at the other hand, I don't... Maybe there was somebody... I have an idea who this might be. I don't know. But maybe there was somebody who you were infatuated with or loved (laughs) or cared about deeply. And sort of felt like they couldn't be who they really wanted to be. And you saw them for that. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. That's something, maybe? Maybe. Uh, the, yeah, I think your first point, um, you put into words better than I probably could have. Uh, my history with the song is a very weird one. It's, it's a song that I found recently. Uh, I was doing work on a project that I'm not ready to quite to talk about. Um, I know uh, sure. our mutual friend Haley is aware that this project exists, but she, I haven't told anybody really about it. Um, but that song is, uh, when I was thinking, cause I've outlined this whole thing. I've got like over a hundred pages of outline for this, this project. Um, that song is 
the one song that when I eventually get to that that crux of the the character the the um the crucible of that character and and are they going to make choice A or choice B? Are they going to go down one path or the other? When they make that choice, when it's the deepest, hardest, heartbreaking part of the story, that is the song that plays in my mind when I'm imagining it. And so that's the main, because I also see a lot of myself in that character and the choices that they'll be making. Um, and that, so I think you're right. I think there's also that subconscious level of like, you know, wanting to be seen and wanting to be seen for who you really are and who I really am and all that stuff that, that, that tracks, I think you mm-hmm. put into words better than I could have. And that definitely helps explain why I really like that song. Um, as far as yeah, the second it. point about, you know, seeing somebody else or who yeah. they really are, I can't, uh, I can't think off the top of my head about anybody. I mean, I probably know who you're thinking about. Um, but yeah. I would say that I'm might sure. not necessarily be the most accurate, uh, okay. Accurate, um, suggestion or a uh, guess That's I should fun. say but good good okay. thought good thought okay. yeah we see we're learning good so much song. about each other so your second song <laughs> uh this one I was kind of I struggled with a little bit uh 5 a.m by Amber Run another amazing excuse me singer songwriter uh again remind me of Andrew Bell I bet you would really like Andrew Bell I'm, I'm gonna have to look him up that one, it's. I like it too. It's uh, it's slipping my mind whenever I try to rethink about it. It, it just it sounds like um, it just sounds like a, a quintessential singer songwriter nostalgia kind of sad, but also got that uh, kind of like what Coldplay does, where like your song, their songs can be happy but also sad at the same time. You know, um, that's the kind mm-hmm. of vibe I was getting from it. So I'd be very interested to because I I really struggled with that one trying to figure out where that I mean maybe your love life I don't know I know I know a lot about your your failed love life so maybe that I don't know <laughs> yeah maybe maybe no uh, so there's a couple of things one I love 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 the uh, drum cadence to this song mm-hmm. uh, it's something it's weird because of my experience with music if I would have put that beat on a track I never would have been able to sing what he sings to the song. And it just seems, they almost seem polar opposite polar opposite of each mm-hmm. other. It's sort of a train beat. And I so, with some ghost notes in it, and I just love it. Um, it just takes me for a ride. But the reason why I like the song is the whole song is pretty much about being on drugs. Okay. Uh, and And sort of, trying to work your friend through this. Like, I'm up with you again. I've done this. And I feel like that's kind of where the song is going, where it's like, I, I've i done this. You're doing this. We've both done this together. But you can't keep doing this. Like, you're, you just can't keep doing this. Right. And in my life, dealing with addiction, dealing with substance abuse, both within myself and with people that were very close to me, I feel like music like this just resonates deeply because it it reminds me that that was a part of my life. It's no longer a part of my life. Thank the Lord for that one. Yeah. Uh, it's no longer a part of my life, but I still look back on that in a very nostalgic way mm-hmm. uh, because I, I, you know, I it's created who I am today. Right. It, it ins- 
you know, to some degree has inspired and, and pushed art to some way. Um, so yeah, that that's a lot of it. It's just it just resonates deeply with me. Now that whole album is really good. Yeah, but that song I've listened to that song on repeat at times. I liked it. It's sad. Yeah, it's really sad, and it's kind of when you just like kind of sit there and listen to it, you're like, oh my god, I'm really going down a dark road oh, here. No. But when you you go through the lyrics, you're like, oh, it's really not that sad. It's sort of it's a friend helping another friend through this mm-hmm. and just letting them know, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. It doesn't have to be that hard, right? But it is, you know. So yeah, I I dig that song a lot. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good. And I thought it was like you said, it was really really beautiful. Um, I'm a big sucker for songs that have that juxtaposition of like between the instruments and the music, like the the singing. Mm. I love it when like happens. Uh, this isn't one of the songs, but have you ever heard of Ghost? <laughs> Uh, no, it's a band, I think. Oh. It's either a band or just a singer, I, I don't know. So, you know Breaking Benjamin, right? You yeah. know how they've got, like, the really heavy, like, kind of guitars, and, like, they sound like they could be, like, a heavy yeah. rock metal band? But then when yeah. Burnley sings, it's just, like, this essentially squeaky clean vocals in the sense that, like, it's not, like, growly and screamy, generally. I know Breaking Benjamin kind of breaks yeah. into that sometimes, but, is like, especially the later songs, like Dear Agony, which is one of my favorite albums ever, um... It's a lot more like straightforward, straight-laced vocals juxtaposed with that like just fuck you in the face type metal <laughs> shit, right? Um, yeah. Ghost is very much like that. I will send you a link to uh, one of my favorite songs, which is also a really good music video too. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Cerise. It's C-I-R-I-C-E. It's a really good song of theirs. But they are like that. They have yeah, that juxtaposition. That. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Interesting. Yeah. What? interesting check them out all right so your last oh one. boy this will be interesting i'll see I, I, it'll be interesting to see if you can pick out the one point of it that i really like dreamland by glass animal mm-hmm. so i had never heard of glass animal. they're my favorite artist right now they're so good interesting. they're so good so I, i'm gonna have to listen to some more mm-hmm. uh I definitely preferred the Missio over the Glass Animal song. That's fair. Uh, once again, I jumped into the video. Okay. I had to go back and, and watch a lyric video because it is a little hard when you're first listening to it. It's a little hard to understand the lyric. Yeah. Uh, it's some heavy, heavy editing and uh, effects on top of the vocals. Yes. Uh, so this one was tough. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I really struggled with what this could mean, how you're looking at it. Um, I'm pulling up the lyrics now. Uh, I'll give you a hint, uh, which I know doesn't do much help right now because you already listened to it. But they're, like, like with um, you and uh, Stay, there's one lyric that's just like, it hits me. It hits me. We went through this. I actually went through this uh, with someone tonight. Uh, we just kind of went back through. Cause I was like, I just, I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. So you cheated. You got to help. I kind of got help because I got, I got a little help. I don't have anyone here's out here to help me. Where I, <laughs> you got your mother. Yeah. Um, so here's kind of what I understand the song to be mm-hmm. about, and and I could be way off. This is kind of what I understand the song to be about. It sounds like the person is 
has went through this addiction to TV, media, music, and just that digital era. And it just seems like that's a lot of what it is. Mm-hmm. The beginning of this song was all about that addiction. And then that addiction grows as you get away from consuming media. You start to want to create media. Right. But... I feel like there's like that that seems like the surface part of the song is the the difference between the addiction to consuming versus the addiction to creating. Then I think the underlying tone of this song isn't so much about creating in the sense of like I want to go out and make a movie, but creating those ex- exciting moments that you experience in the movies and the TV and the books in real life mm-hmm. and you're constantly searching for those big moments and i can relate to this because my childhood best friend once told me jeremy you're not gonna have that rom-com scene in your life so quit trying to make it happen Oof. and it was like i just and, it, and looking back it's like i was i'd watched and read and and seen and consumed so much of these big dramatic impactful moments and I wanted that in my own life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in this song, that's kind of what they're talking about, is it's that addiction, going from that addiction to consuming it, to the addiction to wanting to experience that. Mm-hmm. And then it just not happening over and over. And in your mind, you're just kind of stuck on this loop. And I felt like that's what the dreamland was, uh, the slipping through the dreamland like a tourist, is that you're just going back through your mind of all the things that you've seen and yet, you're not experiencing any of it, and that's the struggle. But I don't know. I, I may be way off base. That's kind of how I, I felt it. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, the interesting thing about Glass Animals is, I don't know what the fuck they're singing about most of the time. Because uh, <laughs> they are, like, experimental. Like, they're, like, so experimental uh, indie rock. Uh, with like electronica they have like on this album they have a fucking like rap breakdown in one of their songs like they're just so like it's so hard to pin them down to a certain genre which i really really like i really like that that's a big fan that's a big reason why i'm a big fan of uh 21 pilots is especially their earlier stuff it was hard to pin them down um now they've kind of found they've kind of landed in that pop punk with like the indie alternative type flair to it uh which is still fine um but you know, Glass Animals, they're a weird fucking band, but I really, really like them. Uh, another one of their songs is one of my favorites. But Dreamland, you could be right. I'm, I'm reading the lyrics now. Uh, and yeah, I could definitely see what you're talking about with the whole, uh, like, who's the you that he's talking about? And it? like, you want, you've had, mm-hmm. you were, you know. Um, so I think you're right. I think it could be one of those situations where it's like you are so attracted to the idea of experiencing these situations that you have consumed, that you've consumed your whole life and that you were addicted to consuming, like you said, that it can become unhealthy. Um, which mm-hmm. I think, I think it's right. I think that's, that is correct. There were, there was a, a horrible four or five years uh, span of my life where, you know, the end of my teenage years into my early twenties where I, I love like sitcoms like um, the office or how I met your mother, all that shit. And so I wanted to, I thought it was just so funny to be as awkward as possible to recreate those scenarios. 
and so I, I often said like, you know, I love those, those weird situations so much. I just want to, I want to make my own, uh, which, you know, isn't necessarily the healthiest thing, but, uh, that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily the lens that I was looking at this song through. Like I said, there's, there's okay. one specific lyric that I like it, that I like so much and that really speaks to me, which I think the lyric still speaks to what you were saying, but to me it speaks something different, which I think is another really big thing about the gla- uh, glass animals that I really like is that their music can be uh, multifaceted and have multiple interpretations based on the listener, which I think is a hallmark of a good musician and a good artist. Agreed. Uh, do you, do you have yeah, a guess definitely. of what that lyric would be? You want everything live. You want things you can touch. Make it feel like a movie you saw in your youth, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's not it. It's the very last three lines. I will listen to this song anytime it comes on in my mix for those last three songs, those last three lines. You go ask your questions like, what makes a man? Oh, it's 2020, so it's time to change that. So you go make an album, call it Dreamland. It just speaks to me, man. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I... Yeah, it, it's a weird fucking video. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen the video. I might have seen the video, but I don't remember it. Well, I just i i, I figured that's I, I figured there was more in the videos for each of these. It's interesting that it wasn't. Like I, I feel like you missed the opportunity to be you. Yeah. No. I, so we'll we'll go through yours, but then, dude, I'm not joking. When like a week later, I was like, I thought of like four other songs <laughs> that I was like, oh, those have been both yeah. so much better. So I'm going to give you those songs too, but they're, they're extra. They're not a, I'm going to give you some extra homework, but you don't have to actually follow okay. through with it if you want to. But your last song, One More Light by Linkin Park. When you, Which is well known. Well known. Uh, so when you suggested that, uh, or when you, when you told me about that, I think you had mentioned something about the lines that you, you thought maybe I might not like it. Um, which I think we've had mm-hmm. a conversation in the past about Linkin Park, about how I really, really liked their first three albums. Like, the first three albums were my, like, teenage informative years um, amongst other music. Okay. Um, so I could see why someone, especially, like, a fan that really liked that kind of music, might not necessarily like their newer stuff. Um, but no, I actually really liked the song. I had listened to it, obviously, before. And obviously, it's it's sad in retrospect with uh, the unfortunate oh, yeah. uh, passing of Chester. But uh, I I never like disliked it. it. Just I didn't like their new music as much as their old music, so I never really sought it out. But after listening to it again, a uh, little bit older, a little bit more weathered, um, with twenty twenty vision of Chester, twenty twenty vision of Chester, it it definitely it it hit a chord in my own heart, and. Uh, that project I mentioned earlier, I'm what I'm doing a lot with it is I'm taking songs that um, speak to me in certain situations and moments and emotions, and attributing to the to big parts in the story. This song earned its spot on that list um, itself, and it's in my thumbs okay. up. It's it, it is really an amazing song, and it really it does is. hit you in the gut. Uh, so, yeah, oh, as yeah. far as its importance to you, I know you and um, Haley have. Actually, you were going to go see Linkin Park in, was it L.A.? Uh, we were actually going to go see, so much like you, her favorite band was Linkin mm-hmm. Park. And she had never seen them, and she loves going to concerts and all of this stuff. And 
she finally had gotten tickets to go see them. I believe it was in Oklahoma City. Oh, and shit. Okay. We were supposed to go I, I somewhere like April, June, something like that. And then, um, or I guess it was in August or something. But I, I believe he passed in July. Mm-hmm. Um, something of that nature. So it was pretty close to when we were supposed to go see them. Right. So obviously that was that was a struggle because that was the one band she always wanted to go see. Yeah. And and I'm not a huge concert kind of guy. Like I, I've been to some good concerts in my life, and I, I like a really good one of a kind sort of concert. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, we missed this one. Um, and then some things that happened and opened up where we were able to go to the Hollywood Bowl and see in L.A. Mm-hmm. and see the Lincoln Park and Friends concert. Right. Which her mind and her opinion was, I don't. I would have rather have seen Lincoln Park as Lincoln Park. Right. For me, that was an absolute one of a kind concert. That will never be reproduced. Right. The emotion that was there now, and you know, and I'm not a big Lincoln Park fan. I listened to their first album, it was great. Uh, but because I'm a little bit older, I wasn't listening to that angsty music right. in, you know, my twenties and stuff. It just wasn't something I cared a lot about. Uh, it wasn't bad. It's never like I never looked back like oh, I don't really like them. I just I just didn't seek that out. Yeah. Uh, when this album came out, and I remember when I was telling people, yeah, I'm supposed to go see Linkin Park. People were like, Oh my god, you're going to go see them during this album tour? <laughs> Such garbage. But then going to the Hollywood Bowl and and watching them and listening to this, um, so. <sighs> I'll let you talk a little bit more about. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide how how deep I want to go here, uh, because this song really gets me deep. Yeah, uh, for a lot of personal reasons. So I'm I'm kind of debating. So what what else do you think about the song about the connection to me? So I yeah I speaking of Chester, I definitely think it was um, a, a uh, retroactive mem- in memoriam uh, to him, which I don't know. I mean it. Yeah. I'm sure that's that plays into why you why you uh, think of it the way you do. There's obviously the connection between you and Haley. We get saw them. Um, I think the song posits that you know every person is um, it's a shining they're they're shining light and that they matter. You know, and that is a much forgotten uh, fact and truth uh, in the world. Especially, well, not especially nowadays. It's always been that way, but it's now being uh, thrust into our face. F- truly, uh, for a good reason, I think, uh, more nowadays, especially this whole last year. Um, yeah. So I would, I, I mean, I would have to imagine it. It has something to do with uh, that reason. That you know, it it says that no matter who you are, no matter you know how different you are, how different you think you are you matter you are shining light um and like the lyrics say you know who cares if one more light goes out well i do and so should you you know Mm -hmm. yeah how how close was i yeah i mean that's that's it i mean that's there it goes a little deeper than that so Mm -hmm. the song's about suicide yeah obviously it's about depression and ultimately suicide yep and that's what Chester is saying is the when one more light goes out is the idea that another life is extinguished, another candle is extinguished. And I've dealt with depression my entire life. 
that I can remember my, you know, from about 16, 17 years old on, mm-hmm. I've dealt with some sort of depression and medicated, unmedicated, hospitalized, unhospitalized, and, and I've worked through it. And anybody that knows me, that knows me well enough, probably already knows this about me, mm-hmm. but they can also attest like, I, if you know me well enough, you know about it, but if you don't, you had, you would have no idea that I struggle with depression. Yeah. Because I, I, I just, I've learned how to cope with it. I've learned how to deal with it in, in ways that I think, and I try to help other people deal with that as well. Yeah. Suicide's a very real thing. And this is kind of what I was wondering how deep I wanted to get to <laughs> with this podcast. Uh, but fuck it, you know, here yeah, we are. We're here. Um, you know, that's, that's what it is, above the board. You know, everything's above the board. So I, I've dealt with this personally. I've also had to experience this as a father. Uh, right. Luckily, none of us have, you know, completed that task. I, I don't know how else to say it because it that seems so finalized, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I heard this song for the first time, I'll be honest, I bawled. Right. And all I thought about it, uh, my one of my children was really dealing with a lot of things. And he's since definitely learned and, and grown and, and really started to take on his own. And just an amazing young man. Uh Still, you know, he's got he's got a lot of me and a lot of his mom in him, and you know, he he's still got a lot of attitude, but he's he's got a lot of potential. And during the time when I heard this, he was really going through some pretty dark times in his life. Mm-hmm. And as a father, I just kept thinking about that song. And there's a line in it that says, um, well, it's not a line. It's the, one of the verses. Like the remi- uh, the reminder is pull the floor from your feet in the kitchen. One more chair than you need, and you're angry and you should be. It's not fair because you can't see it. Doesn't mean it isn't there. Mm. And it hit me because it's like so many times when people are dealing with depression and they're dealing with that that misery in their own lives, and even Chester, like seeing his wife talk about it. You know, Instagram the night before she posted a picture of. Uh, them him and his kids playing and then later on she's like this was i don't know something like eight hours or 12 hours or something or 24 hours before it happened Mm -hmm. this is what depression looks like a day before like people just don't grasp that yep and and the people that are behind they keep thinking like did i miss it how did i miss that you were that sad that you were that depressed what people don't realize is it's not about being sad it's so many other things and when I thought about, you know, as the parental role in my son's life, what could I have done to help him? What did I miss that he was on a road that could have led to that? And, and thankfully it didn't. And I hope it doesn't. I hope, you know, at this point yeah. he, he feels that love and feels that security, whatever else. Uh, but so many people out there are struggling and they're alone and they're just, they're just stuck in a place, man, where... They, they need a hug or they just need somebody to say, hey, you know, I'm just thinking about it. Right. Or they just need, whatever it may be, they just need somebody to listen to them. And even if what they think and what they believe is completely, utterly ridiculous, because sometimes it is. Let's be real. You know, it's not, not everybody that's depressed has a reason to fucking be depressed. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that they don't have a reason to feel and it doesn't mean that you should be the person to tell them, oh, fuck you, get over it. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just need a hug. You know, whatever. And, and I think we've gotten so far down this road in life where we we feel that 
we're so isolated as people and we've gotten hardened and callous to other people's emotions and we we hear things like oh you know that person's just depressed it wasn't like that back in the day and people didn't get like this no people did people just didn't talk about mm-hmm. it and now people are talking about it and you know the reality is it makes us uncomfortable it's not making them uncomfortable they're looking for help and but because of the stigma of well we don't want to talk about our feelings you you don't do that you know just just suck it up. Maybe the problem is you're not eating right or you're not exercising right or maybe you just need to stop being insecure. Maybe you need a better job. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be, but then you look at people like Robin Williams, Heath Ledger, uh, Brittany Murphy, fucking um, Chester. You know, the, these people had success. These people had so much going for them and yet turned a corner on an overdose or they turned the corner on... I'm just done. I don't, Kate Spade, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I I just can't do it anymore. The pressure of the world is upon me. And I feel like that's what Chester was crying out in this song was he was, he was standing back and he was looking at his own life in a way. And he knew that he was struggling and he didn't know how to get help. Mm -hmm. So mental health is so important. and so under talked about. Wow. That was crazy. That was a crazy episode. Yeah. Pretty it was not deep. one that we it was not one that we expected to happen. Yeah, when we went into this, I was pretty shocked because I honestly thought that this would be like a a 10-minute mm-hmm. piece that we put on our podcast and when we started talking about it, it just sort of evolved from there. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, Honestly, Jeremy, if we had known that it was going to be that long, I would have just, I would have actually recommended the full hour long YouTube video with all the Avatar music (laughs) for you to listen to. (laughs) That's fair. I just couldn't find it. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, I'm really happy with it because Mm -hmm. I think that you and I got an opportunity to really dive deeper into these songs, to dive deeper into how we feel about these. And we also Mm -hmm. understand now that when we do these take a ganders, we're looking to not just simply say, that was cool and move on. Right. We want to dive deeper. And realistically, I think that was the point you had in the beginning. Yeah, I'd say so. Awesome. So we'll have to revisit, um, the idea of, you know, a couple songs that are important to us in a couple months time. Uh, just with some new ones, I think it'd be interesting to to see what other music that we can suggest to each other and what other music is hitting heavy in our hearts at the time. Agreed. And if any of you have any suggestions as to what our Take Ganders should evolve into, again, mm-hmm. email us at abovetheboardpodcast at gmail.com. You can yep. find us at Twitter and Instagram. Bradley is always checking those. So by all means, mm-hmm. go in there and check those out uh, yeah. and see what you can do to interact with us because we'd love to hear more from you. Yep. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your kids. Actually, well, depend on how old the kid is. If you're okay with letting your kid hear <laughs> us talk about uh, some things, <laughs> say bad words and shit like that. Maybe. But yeah, spread the word. We want to keep doing this. And like we said, every single person that listens is uh, a huge inspiration for us to keep continuing to do this because this is truly a passion project. 
Alright folks, I'm glad you enjoyed that last show. We have our next take again, or Bradley, I've got two movies, actually mm-hmm. musicals, that I want you to listen to topical. and tell me. It's kind of topical. Uh, the first one is The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. I will Starring tell Wolverine. You... <laughs> yeah, Wolverine the musical. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then I want you to listen to Doesn't Hamilton. it also have uh, Hamilton? Yep. Okay. Uh, so the Greatest I, Showman and Hamilton. All right. I've not seen either of those, uh, but doesn't Greatest Showman have um, fuck? What's his name? The uh, the guy from uh, High School Musical. Yes, Zac Efron. Zac Efron. I love, I love me some Zac Efron. So yeah, I'll, I'm sure I will yes. enjoy it. Um, uh, is there anything you them. want me to look out for? No, I I think honestly. I would rather just allow you to to watch them, come up with every with whatever you think okay. is important, and we'll come back and we'll record another take a gander on those two. What do you okay. want me to watch? Uh, so I watched this uh, interesting little movie that came out in 2018, I believe, called Colossal. Okay. I want you to go in blind. I don't want you to watch any trailers. I don't want you to look up okay. anything online. I want you to find it. Unfortunately, I think you you're gonna have to rent it or buy it, no matter where you go. Uh, so sorry, uh, but just go in blind, watch it. Let me know what you think. Similarly to what you want me to do with your musicals, I just yeah, want to hear course. your thoughts on it. I do. I do want though. I, I want you to go in with this question in mind. Um, what does it represent? It is in quotes, and you will understand what it means uh, when you watch the movie. Okay. And also to anybody else watching or listening uh, who has watched either any of these Take a Ganders or listens to any like the songs we've like recommended in the past with Take a Gander or going forward in the future, definitely reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram above the board podcast at uh, either of those destinations. Or Love above to hear from the y'all. board podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you also absolutely. Yeah. And like we mentioned at the top of the show, everybody, you know, we talked about some heavy stuff. Uh, I think it's good stuff to talk about. Mental health is very important. It's not something that we want to sweep under the rug. If you ever feel like you're um, just too deep in it or you're drowning or whatever it is, if you feel like uh, you're going to harm yourself or others, you have those dark thoughts, please reach out. There's plenty of resources to um, help with that. Namely, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Again, that is 1-800-273-8255. We want you to continue listening to us, and we appreciate every one of you. Uh, Stay safe, take care, and we'll catch you the next time on Above the Board. Bye. What do I do? What, which button do I hit again to stop recording? I'm still recording. Okay, I'm done now.